This time on episode 330 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Iron Fist Season 2, Episode 3, This Deadly Secret, and Season 2, Episode 4, Target Iron Fist, and Weekly Marvel News. I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. This show is recorded on Sunday, May 3rd, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast worldwide via www.geeks.live. Come join our live chat as we record. Michelle, happy National Lemonade Day. I like uh, lemonade with tea. Have you ever had that combination? I have. Yeah, it brings out the flavor of the tea a little bit more and gives you a little caffeine kick to go with it as long as you get the tea with the caffeine in it. Exactly. A lot of restaurants have that. A lot of restaurants have different things as well along the way. And also... I don't know if you ever had a chance. This was back in, I don't know, the 80s, late 70s. Did you ever play Lemonade Stand? No. So it was a business simulation game. It was all text that started, I believe, in 1973. It was really big around 78, 79, 80 time frame when the Apple IIs came out, the Apple IIes. But I first played it on a VIC-20 computer at my neighbor, Brian Tuminelli was his name, and I played it on their computer. I couldn't get enough. It was like crack cocaine to me. It was playing this text-based lemonade stand game. It was just a 12-turn game. It would give you a forecast for the heat and the weather, and then you would take out of your stock how much lemonade you actually wanted to create, and then you would put it out in the price, and you would put it out in the computer would come back with a randomly generated day and it would say, hey, with thunderstorm, you lost everything. Or it was a 90 degree human day. You sold everything and you ran out sort of thing. And it was just 12 turns and it was a math game as well as a predictive game. And it was pretty big in computer. It was like the solitaire back then of games. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I played it on my Commodore 64 when I got that a few years later and it no like if you would play it this week not only is the temperature not all that great here in the midwest but i don't even know if lemonade stands could actually be out there right now in the midst of these stay-at-home orders no uh i mean did people wash the lemons <laughs> to, to <laughs> put it in soap and water and and sing, sing uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star a couple of times. No, there's a way that you can wash, the proper way to wash fruit and such. Not just, you just don't buy them from the store and then cut into them. You need to wash your 
fruit and vegetables before you eat them and then wash your hands. I still can't believe we have to teach people how to wash their hands in 2020. I know, I know. I eat an apple a day and I wash the apple before I eat it. I wash them when they come home and then I wash right before I eat them because you never know who's breathed on them because they're out in a bowl in the kitchen sort of thing. I do live with several other people in the house. So I use one of those star cutter things to go over the top of them and Macintosh apples is what I normally get. I can't do sour and Macintosh is for the most part, not sour, which I don't like actually drinking lemonade unless there's sugar in it because of the sourness. So ironically, I will drink the bitterness of unsweetened iced tea. Well, that's interesting. All of these things were not at the dinner party for Iron Fist, were they? <laughs> no, no, apparently not. Uh, we'll have to talk about that later. So let's get on with the rest of the show, right? Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the multiple Marvel small screen series, and the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes in general. Because of overdone meatballs. If you'd like to talk to us about grilled meatballs, you can catch our contact information on our website, legendsofshield.com. You can leave us a voicemail telling us your favorite pasta recipe at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You can leave us a message on our Facebook page at Legends of Shield about sticking pasta to the wall. And on Twitter, you can talk about how that's not the way you tell pasta is done. Um, Twitter, at Legends of Shield. You can leave us a message on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geek about how you prepare for guests at the last minute. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. And Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the GunnaGeek.com network. Now, Michelle, Lauren is not with us tonight. She is having continual back issues. So if you want to reach out to her, you can leave her a message at her Twitter account at SithWitch and give her your well wishes. But we do really want her back next week. We do. We miss her. And Haley, Agent Haley, is continuing to have some computer issues. She's hoping to be back with us by the time Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back in a couple of weeks, but she was not able to be with us today. So that just leaves you and me. I miss Haley, too. And yes, it leaves just us. Now, in fairness, we were actually going to try to invite another person. I mentioned last time that we were going to try to have fans of the show on the show to go ahead and talk about the Netflix series. And we tried to have one tonight with Chris from Play Comics. He unfortunately had some internet issues. We are hoping to have him next week. We're going to do some tests over the next week. If you, listener, would like to come on to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and talk about your Netflix series that you want, knowing the ones that we have left, go ahead and get in touch with me on our Discord server, on our Twitter page, either at Legends of Shield or direct to me at Stargate Pioneer, or you can send me an email at Stargate Pioneer at GunnaGeek.com and you can join it. Michelle, you're really revving to have our fans right here with us on the cast, right? It would be great. We love Lauren and Haley, but Sometimes it would be great to have a third voice here. We obviously work well together, SP, but sometimes it'd be nice to mix it up. 
I'm always for mixing it up. So we'll see how that happens. Once again, if you are interested in that, contact me. We will schedule a date. We will try you out, make sure everything technically is working, and then we will go from there. And my appreciation goes out to Chris for attempting to be part of us. He watched the four episodes of Iron Fist. He was all set. We were talking to him previous on the show. And for you live listeners, you actually got to see a little bit of him as we were getting ready for the show. But my apologies are to him not being able to have him on the cast and my wishful thinking of having him next week is I, i'm really looking forward to that so hopefully we'll be able to do that in the meantime michelle i think we need to talk about some iron fist sure thing iron fist season two premiered on netflix september 8th 2018 Along with all the episodes are the two episodes we're going to be talking about this time. Season two, episode three, This Deadly Secret, and season two, episode four, Target Iron Fist. Now, Michelle, we often go over the creative team of both episodes as we go along. And often I just let you agents take care of it because you need to shine. But what do you say I actually take care of this first one? Go ahead. Okay. So This Deadly Secret was directed by Toa Frazier, who has 21 directing credits starting in 2006, with one episode of Penny Dreadful, two episodes of The Shannara Chronicles, four episodes of Into the Badlands, one episode of Iron Fist, that would be this episode, one episode of Daredevil, one episode of The Titans, two episode of The Rookie, and one episode of Star Girl. Toa definitely has a lot of really good series under his belt. This episode was written by Tatiana Suez Pico, who has five writing credits since 2014, with one episode of A Series of Unfortunate Events, one episode of Snowfall, one episode of Iron Fist, and one episode of The L Word, Generation Q. Michelle, what is the creative team behind Target Iron Fist? Target Iron Fist was directed by MJ Bassett, who has 17 directing credits starting in 2002 including two episodes of Da Vinci's Demons, four Ash versus Evil Dead, one Taken, one Iron Fist, four Power, two Altered Carbon, and two episodes of Halo. This episode was written by Jenny Lin, has seven writing credits since 2005, two Point Pleasant, two Arrow, one Iron Fist, two Mayans MC, and one Spinning Out. And Iron Fist is based on the Marvel comic by Roy Thomas and Gil Kane. And the Iron Fist season two showrunner was Raven Metzner. All right, we got two episodes and we often relate the titles of the episodes to the theme of the episodes. We'll start with the first one, This Deadly Secret. Michelle, what is the theme behind This Deadly Secret? I suppose there's two secrets going on. One being revealed that Davos and Joy know each other and are seemingly working toward each other. And the other one being the surprise dinner. With Ward and with Danny conspiring just to get Joy in the room. Yeah. And everybody knew it was just a big feel out session. I mean, there were a couple of sentences of dialogue thrown in there to placate the, everybody. Well, maybe they just want to get together. But ultimately, what they were talking about was just trying to find out what everybody's intentions were. And is this the Iron Fist version of monologuing? Possibly. 
And I guess there's also the secret of how Davos knew about the photographs because he got scared about that, which we learn in the next episode. Okay, which the next episode was titled Target Iron Fist. What is the theme of that episode? Yeah, everybody's after Danny. It's the big plan. It's Davos's big plan to get Danny's coming together. And it seems to be working. He just won't let it go. He's got all this anger in bottled up inside him. Danny is the reason why he didn't get the powers. Danny is the reason why Kunlung no longer exists. And Davos just ain't right with all that. And Davos wants his powers back. Like a five-year-old that had his toy fire truck stolen from his grips. He wants that back. That is a superb analogy, SP. I thought about doing other things like saying like my action figure of Captain America or something like that. But no, I won't even credit Davos with that. It's like a toy fire truck or a toy ambulance or a construction Tonka truck or something like that. I won't even let him have anything superhero because there is nothing with Davos that is superhero related. He's not even, you know how Marvel and a lot of these series are great sometimes and in letting us know the background of why the villain is acting the way they are. They gave us the background. I just don't believe it. I think he's just a petulant little child. I know. Did his father see? It's interesting because we did see the fight. Was his father worried about his son dying? Was it that moment of parental instinct taking over? Did he see something in his son that made him not worthy of actually going to fight? Did he see something more in Danny? He really needs to be angry at his father, but he's not. And to blame Danny as being the only reason why Kunlung fell, it's like saying that Danny was the sole protector of it, but there were other people who could be there and protect it. And we really don't know exactly what happened to Kunlung and why it just disappeared. Maybe they could get it back. I guess Davos, maybe he wants to try, but it just really seems as though he just. I want the powers of the Iron Fist, and that's it. And has gone through extenuating lengths in order to get these powers back. He has to connive with joy to get this bowl. He's got to pay an awful lot of money to the triad and then eventually kill people in order to get his package in, which is a skeleton with some stuff with it. And He's also got to kidnap Danny against his will, obviously. And that's the whole thing of where Mary Walker comes in in order to use him. And then he's got three women that are assisting mystically this transference of power. This doesn't just happen. This is like Goldfinger like planning on trying to get something that ultimately I don't think is going to make. So at the end. He's going to have the powers. They talk about the fact that the hand is gone. Kung Lung is gone. So what is the hand's mission now? Ultimately, Davos just wants the power at this point and probably wants to take it away from Danny. But he's just he's going to end up with the power and that's it. And what's he going to do with it? I mean, and he's and it doesn't and it's not even the dragon. He, his final tattoo is of a serpent who is not even taking the true form of the iron fist powers he's taking it and making it into something else 
I don't know. I'm four episodes into this, and as what I was watching episode three and four this morning, I'm like, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to this. This is not well enough crafted to really keep me. In- if I was binge watching this, I would have put it aside after probably episode three, definitely after episode four. Yes, you want to know if the power is actually transferred or not, because we didn't, the way it ended, at least for me, I didn't see if the power is transferred or not. But I'm like, there's nothing here that I care about. They didn't continue the Colleen storyline too much, except for you throw Misty in and watching Colleen and Misty, as you alluded to last time, watching them, the two of them on this series, that's about the only redeeming thing because those are the only two characters I care about. I don't care about Danny. He's better than he was. He's a lot better than he was, but he's still hot handed. He's still running off without thinking. And I, I just, I, I can't care about it. He's the billionaire. We talked a lot about his issues the last two episodes. I don't care about Danny Rand. He's very focused on being the iron fist. He says a lot of I statements. I need to bring peace to Chinatown. I need to bring the hatchets and the tigers to the parlay table. I need to save New York. I need to do this. And it really makes him focus just on being the iron fist. I need to be the iron fist. While Colleen is actually going, I care about the neighborhood. And we, and when she's talking to Mrs. Yang, she's talking about people dying and watching our people walk down the street because of all the funerals and our people dying. And we need to save our people and very much like a we and actually trying to see the bigger picture with all the people in it. Even she got a little tired of Danny in moments, especially I think in episode four. Oh, especially after the whole, let's keep this dinner secret from joy. The fact that Ward wants to show up. Chris wrote in the show notes, that it was a five-year-old plan between Ward and Danny. Okay, let's have Joy and Davos here, and then I'll show up for dessert later on. That's sneaky, underhanded. It's not going to go well at all. And I know that Danny, Colleen, and Ward are all seriously underestimating the evilness of this plan that Joy and Davos are hatching. First off, Danny, with that phone call at the end of the episode, was actually telling Joy, get away from Davos. He's dangerous because Joy spins this tale of them being in love and falling for each other in Paris or, or whatever. And here's the thing. Joy actually told them, I'm upset because you lied about my father. You took away my father. She actually said this. And then... It apparently just went right over their heads because what do they do? They're going to lie to her again about a situation. That is one point that I do agree with Joy. They should not have just done this little conspiratory thing. And even Colleen at the end, when she learned she wants to stop it, but it's too late. She can't stop it. They literally knock on the door right when she's like, what? No, you need to tell her and ding dong or whatever. Oh, it was doomed for fit. I'm surprised it went as long as it did in the writing. You tell why, because Davos had to see those pictures, which he had obviously seen before. They were surveillance pictures taken of Danny by Mary. So he knew what they were. He knew who had taken them and 
he was shocked that they were there in the apartment. We'll just call it an apartment. It's really a dojo, but they were there. And he's like, no, we got to go because they have the pictures. This could be really, really bad. And if Mary had been talking like the real Mary Walker that had been surveilling them, had been talking to Danny and, and Colleen, that would have been an issue with that meeting that they were having right then and there. So I could see how Davos was like, no, we need to get out of here. But that whole arrangement was basically, I think, to get Davos in there to see the pictures. I think that was the only reason to have this whole thing, because I don't know about you, but I've never tried to grill meatballs before. And I just think that there's so much that's wrong with that. You, you put, you, you also, you saute them in the pan. You put, them in, then you eventually put them in the sauce. I don't even cook this much. I've watched enough Food Network to know the basic preparation of spaghetti and meatballs. That's not how you do it. It's like a junior high level meal or less to prepare, really. And anybody can really do it. And obviously, Helene and Danny are not at that level. Or maybe they're trying to take it to the best chef in the world though i don't even know what to call it but maybe they're trying to take it to that level and they just fail miserably i mean they have that great internet connection i'm surprised they just didn't have like youtube going as they were trying to prepare everything they didn't have time for youtube they were late in the whole invite thing to begin with and then they had other stuff going on so they're preparing this meal in like 30 minutes i could see spaghetti meatballs in 30 minutes and a salad i could see that of ingredients that they have there in the house so yeah the whole purpose is to get people together it's not necessarily to have great food especially when you're talking those two dining in a dojo but still it was just very it just undermines the whole thing maybe it was supposed to be the comic relief that didn't really come off as comic relief given the extenuating circumstances of the meeting I do like how Colleen eventually just called everyone on their BS. It's like, let's just talk about what we're here to really talk about. You have problems with me. You have problems with her. You have problems with him. Let's just do this. In any normal circumstance, say this was a bunch of college buddies that had got into it or, or something. Any normal circumstance, okay. But when you're dealing with mystical level hatred and billions of billions of dollars no it's never good it's going to be that simple so just that's like an episode of friends that went horribly horribly wrong well joy said earlier that dinner is never just dinner dinner is never especially in new york i guess all right so dinner at the rands went really bad colleen the part of the storyline that we were able to follow colleen actually gets into frank Choi's shop which Breaking into a shop, I mean, really use a small crowbar that just happens to be there to pop the hinge where the lock is supposed to be screwed to the door and then just to get it. I think it would have already been open. Maybe it's not open because it's protected by the triad, but that's very poor security. And what we were told earlier is that he was hiding from people because he owed them money and he was already in hiding. So I would have expected the place to have been searched. I can understand perhaps the ledger being missed in a better location because it's just underneath the chair, not the best location to hide stuff. Not like that anyway. 
not when you're tossing a plate. You know, you see criminals coming in and toss a place all the time. Chairs end up upside down all the time. So, yeah, of course, somebody's going to see that. Yes. But now there's a ledger. She has a clue. And we weren't able to go forward on that because Danny, 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 Danny had to. And Davos, Davos, Davos needed to get his bowl. He's got his bowl and his mummified corpse of an iron fist that he takes the mask and he takes the tattoo so he can take it to the crane sisters so they can make this weird tattoo thing i want to go forward with the ledger just a little bit so if frank Choi is in police custody you would think he would have given up the ledger at some point because that would be what the police would want to see is something like that to implicate the triad the police, according to Misty, are involved in trying to bring down the triad, which although Danny is involved with working with the triad right now, he's mainly working with the triad just because they're a reality and he doesn't want the whole city to collapse underneath them. But he's OK with the police actually taking down the leaders of the triad. So he's OK with working with Misty on that. So the police maybe allegedly have Frank Choi in custody. Maybe that's where he went rather than hiding on the lamb or dead and you have misty that had been part of this task force to bring down the triad that were outside of the meeting place that went horribly wrong the parlay that went horribly wrong because danny and now misty's involved with the rest of new york police so this is going to be a complicating factor as we move forward with these next six episodes with the police either being effective or ineffective my guess is other than Misty, they're going to be ineffective. I hope not. I know that she said that they have a guy in there. Now he's in the hospital because Danny jumped the gun, so to speak, or jumped the fist maybe because he saw some movement out there when they were actually at the negotiating table. When Mrs. Yang almost had a deal, you know, he made that call. Again, Danny is very much me, 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 me. I say that there's something wrong and therefore we have to end this. And he ends up sending the undercover cop to the hospital. I don't necessarily think Danny was wrong. So he did not know of the police influence. He did see the people outside there. He didn't know what was going on. I think in his protectorate role of Mrs. Chang, I think he actually still made the right decision in that moment in time. I don't think he fooled any. If the police would have let him in on what was going on, which they had absolutely no reason to at the time, but if Misty had gotten to Danny at the time, knowing that Danny was on the periphery, because the informant had to tell her that Danny was around, that things could have been a lot better. Danny wasn't planning on being at that meeting either. So ultimately, I can't blame Danny for the failure of the parlay. I can't blame the police for being easily observed by anyone, including Danny. That's a good point. They were just there. It was very obvious and is not the best way to do an operation like that, a sting like that. You do want it to be secret. You do want it to be last minute. Of course, well, Misty would know that Danny Rand's the Iron Fist. She knows that. Logically, she would have actually probably know, considering the news reports, that Danny's the one that stopped that robbery that we saw in the first episode. So logically speaking, she could have gotten word to him sooner. She didn't have to, but she knows, you know, she's dealt with 
she was in the Defenders. That's how she lost her arm. So she knows about Jessica Jones and she knows Daredevil's dead and Luke Cage. She obviously knows Luke Cage. And, you know, now Danny, I mean, obviously her arm is a Rand arm. Like, it, it wouldn't make sense for her to actually be like earlier, be like, no, Danny, we got this. You need to like step aside before all of this. Again, if it's also if it's supposed to be connected, it would make sense. And Mrs. Yang, she's got some moves. First of all, she knows what's going on with her husband. Her husband is incapacitated, which that's a whole Davos thing as well. And that's what tips Danny off to Davos being involved in and everything. But Mrs. Yang takes the bull by the horns, goes to the parlay, brings somebody along to protect her because she knows she's a little bit in over her head. First of all, the triad is not usually dealing with the spouses it's usually the heads of the houses right second of all she's operating from a point of disadvantage obviously because the docs get taken from her anyway overnight and then she shows off her combat skills as well my hat is off to mrs yang she's able to maneuver as best as she can she ends up losing so to speak she loses the docs ends up losing in the end but she got out alive which is something to be said about everything in this series so far yeah she was able to stab a guy in the eye that was awesome yeah no don't don't hold on don't stab people in the eye that's not what was awesome in the context of this fictional world in that fight it was awesome okay i agree with that and also colleen was fighting pretty well but after everything we've seen with Colleen, I think she could have excelled at that point rather than where she was. Yeah, that seemed to be a we need to set up Mrs. Yang to be a stronger character for the, you know, the next episodes. I agree. I think there should have been at least like two more people there because we saw Colleen in the previous episodes take out a whole kitchen full of guys. Right. So let's move on to Ward because that is the last dangling thing from the Deadly Secret. Ward is continuing to go to Narcotics Anonymous and basically calls out everybody uh, that somebody told Joy that he was in recovery. And that's what NA stands for, by the way, is Narcotics Anonymous in this particular case. But it's any recovery. It's any abuser recovery tool process sort of thing. He accused everybody. He never got an answer from anybody including his sponsor slash girlfriend. She evaded the question every single time he brought it up because he brought it up with her multiple times. He evaded it with her. I'm thinking that she, and I can't remember her name for the life of me, but I'm pretty sure that she's working for joy as well. Either that, or we learned that Mary Walker, the Walker side of her has been hired to tell Danny the past 60 days, Joy could have hired somebody to follow Ward to figure out what Ward has been up to. Ward actually used her assistant against her and actually bribed her super. She could have done similar things. Maybe it is the sponsor who actually decides to quit being his sponsor to get another, get him another sponsor, which that's the responsible thing to do. Maybe. It's not the only way. Regardless, Ward and the sponsor apparently are proceeding as an item. I'm not quite sure what she sees in him, but they are proceeding as an item and 
we'll see what happens with that relationship as it goes on and who might be involved and who is not involved. So Mary Walker, we find out that she does have dissociative personality disorder. She was discharged from the armed forces. We see the VA discharge paperwork, but we don't know any specifics other than she's very capable. She has different personalities and that at the end of the second episode, she is able to take on Danny Rand. Now she said in correct me if I'm wrong, but she said she's been planning something like this for 60 years is 60 years the date or maybe it was just 16 years and I misheard. Yeah, it's not 60. It wasn't 60. Okay. So we'll go with 16. Maybe that's what she said. So she's been planning this for 16. She's got one green eye and I believe a brown eye. Yeah, she has two different color eyes. And she's fighting Mary, who wants that cabin in the woods and who wants all these nice little things and is polite to Danny. Eventually, Joy figures that out by touching all the things. That was a really interesting way to find out. It was I was like an interrogation. I don't know why Mary even let her go on. I would have stopped it right then and there. I mean, she's under contract. Yeah, but does that include your employer able to go through your entire apartment? Technically, she wasn't supposed to allow those photographs to be seen by Danny. Davos wanted to kill her. That would have been interesting. I wish he would have tried because I think she would have killed him. Yeah. I would have stopped a lot of problems. Well, I don't think we've seen the last of Mary. Matter of fact, there's a background to Mary. There's a comic background to Mary, which Chris was all set to discuss. So if he is indeed going to be here next week, I'm going to leave that discussion for him next week. I did, after I saw these episodes, I'm like, okay, I've seen enough. So I did some searches into the character, learned a lot more about the character. But again, I will leave that to next week. If anybody out there wants to talk about the character of Mary Walker and the comic book name of Mary Walker, please leave us a message and we'll include it in next week's episode. What else would you like to talk about that we haven't touched on already, Michelle? Nothing. Just (laughs) why are we watching this? We're watching this because you are a completist and I am quoting you back. Yes. Yes, that, that's you true. You are why we are watching this. And I honestly, I'm glad I watched Luca. As a matter of fact, after these couple of episodes with Misty, I'm glad I watched the Luke Cage series before this. It gave me a little bit more context. You can watch Iron Fist season two without watching season two of Luke Cage. They're all meant to be that way. But if you want to catch every single connection between everything, it is probably better to watch one after the other. And I can't wait till we actually watch Luke Cage season two, because so far Luke Cage season two is better than Iron Fist season two, but we still have six episodes of Iron Fist to get through. And along the way, we're getting ready for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You ready for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? May 27th? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, along the way, we're going to be discussing the last six episodes of Iron Fist Season 2. So next week, we will discuss Season 2, Episode 5, Heart of the Dragon, and Season 2, Episode 6, The Dragon Dies at Dawn. And hopefully, we'll have Chris with us and maybe even Lauren and Haley. So we'll get into that. In the meantime, there is one news story which we think is very relevant to talk about. 
So I actually found this web site, this story on The Verge, and at first I didn't think we were going to talk about it because it was just about Spider-Man, and even though Spider-Man is part of the MCU, it is not officially done by Marvel, it's done by Sony, and I thought, okay, so we're not going to talk about it because it's just not that important. However, it turns out that it is important, right, Michelle? Yeah, it seems as though the third installment of the Spider-Man Homecoming trilogy, which is in partnership with Marvel Studios, is going to be delayed. And now it's not going to be open until July 16, 2021, which means things are going to get pushed back. Well, actually, the Homecoming trilogy will open on November 5th, 2021, instead of July 16th, 2021. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed... That's okay. And also Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is slipping from April 8th, 2022 to October 7th, 2022, which isn't exactly an MCU thing, but it does slide everything to the right. And if you're Marvel, you want to space out these Marvel movies anyway, even if it is a cartoon, you know, Into the Spider-Verse and you want to space them out. So it also ends up backing up other things that are in the MCU because the Spider-Man movies, we went through this whole thing about Sony actually pulling out, and then there was this big ban backlash against it, and Tom Holland himself went to his creators and said, I don't want to do Spider-Man on this part of the MCU, and it worked. So thank you very much, Tom, for groveling and begging Sony and everything. Thank you for doing that, because I think it's just going to be much better, but it means that the stories which were dependent on that story are going to have to be moved back. So we got two movies that are being moved back. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder. And Doctor Strange sequel was moved to November 5th, 2021. Just a couple of weeks ago. It was moved to that because Marvel moved everything back. Now it has to move to March 25th, 2022. And then Thor Love and Thunder is actually moved up a week to February 11th, 2022 from its original February 18th, 2022. So they had more time to think about it. So they moved Thor up. But these two movies, which were supposed to happen next year, are not going to happen until 2022. Everything's moving back. It's going to be a interesting year and a half for content because nobody's making any content right now because of worldwide stay-at-home orders. Yeah, going to have to reevaluate how production happens, where they shoot. There are certain states that have higher infection rates than others. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Are they going to do smaller sets, shorter film times? If they go to shorter days, that means longer weeks to film. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do. So before when we were talking about it, you brought up the original news story that was moving everything back. We were talking about when was the last time we only had one movie in a year and we were pontificating it might be Iron Fist. I actually, at when I was editing that show, I went back to look and it was not uh, what I was saying was The Incredible Hulk because The Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 1 actually came out in the same year. They skip a year. So it was 2008, then they skipped a year, 2009, then 2010 was the next movie. The last year that they only had one movie was The Avengers in 2012. So between 2012 and 2019, they had multiple movies each year, 2013 through 2019. 
this will be the first year that there's only one Marvel movie in the year. And then who knows what's going to happen in 2021. And I wonder if we're going to get more films released home wise, because even if movie theaters start opening up in the summer, they're going to have to be, I think I've read half capacity, even when everything's supposed to be completely opened up. You can't exactly get all of your money if you're having to do theaters that are half capacity. You're going to be able, you have to be able to make up that money quickly. And I think one of the ways is charging, you know, to see it at home sooner. If they would offer this Black Widow movie that's coming up, if they would offer Black Widow to be released at home at the same time that it's released in the theater, I will gladly pay the 20, 25 bucks to see it at home versus go to the theater right now for safety reasons. And for, I just don't like people chomping on their whatever popcorn or, or, or whatever next to me. I'm, I'm an audiophile without being an audiophile. I just don't like the, the distraction sort of thing, but there's something to be said about watching a movie in a theater and having all those reactions. The end game and infinity war were incredible to sit in the theater with all those fan interactions, all the oohs and the ahs and everybody being taken on this 10 year long journey in the MCU and just being able to see it together. Star Wars, same kind of thing. You know, me being in the stadium at Star Wars Celebration, seeing that trailer with 25,000 other Star Wars fans, it would be nothing like it for the rest of my life in terms of, of geekdom that I've been to San Diego Comic-Con and, and yes, there's a lot of geeks around there, but this was a one trailer and they had this whole setup for it and then everybody saw it at the same time and everybody saw the big spoiler at the same time. It was great being part of all that and just like it's great to be in a theater watching this with people that are around you experiencing it at the same time. So I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm just saying if you're able to release it at home at the same time you're going to release it in the theater, you're going to get more money out of it ultimately because people will want to watch and it's going to be new content for people that don't want to go out and not like California beaches that are open and everybody flocks to them. We're just going to get to a point where people are going to either want to take the risk or not want to take the risk and if these streaming could be related back to the actual theaters for the first 90 days or whatever that they're supposed to have exclusivity i'll be glad for that and then after 90 days it can go whatever distribution path that the theaters have pre-arranged but for the first 90 days any streaming uh funding should go to these theaters because the theaters are going to have to stay in business somehow theaters are not going to go away they might go bankrupt but they're not going to go away could you imagine the lines to see some of these movies if some of the, a lot of these movie theater go bankrupt and they have to close their doors and then all of a sudden there's a movie after this whole thing is out that everybody wants to go see but there's only like five theaters in a town like chicago or something like that that's still open can you imagine that i know the problem is that even before this when you went to the theater i don't know about your theater experience my local theater people are nasty and the only cleaning that would happen was this, you know, like they would brush up the popcorn in between like the 15 minutes. I remember getting an email like from AMC going, we're going to, you know, implement better cleaning measures. Like they're going to actually have to go in and clean like the armrest. They're going to have to wipe 
the armrest. They're going to have to wipe the uh, railing part, you know, where people touch to go up and down the stairs. There's a lot more than just the half capacity rule or just 75% capacity rule. Because then they need more time in between showings, which means there's less showings a day. I don't want movie theaters to go away. There's this great Twitter thread where people are retweeting moments from the theater where people, like, especially the Captain America being able to pick up Mjolnir. Meow, meow. Yeah, meow, meow. We all knew he could do it. Um, we all knew he was faking it during Ultron. We all knew that. And being able to see that clip and then everybody reacting, I still get chills. I remember being there and clapping along and stuff. I like that. I love that. But you know what I like more? People being alive. I like that a lot more than going to the movie theaters. People being healthy and being alive. I like that a lot more. Definitely. So we'll see what happens with movie theaters. I don't think it'll be one of the big movies that will test the system. I think it'll be a smaller movie along the way, but who knows? It might very well be Black Widow that actually tests the system and see what exactly people are going to want to do and what the theaters and the distribution systems are capable of doing. Like I said, I'd be happy right now of paying $20-$25 to go rent one of these and stream it to my house for a night because I know that's going to be about what everybody is going to be paying for it anyway. So We'll see what happens. In the meantime, we've got all these movies that are pushed back and hopefully we'll have some good content again eventually and that Marvel can pull this all off. And yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to more new content. Thank goodness we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Thank goodness we have some of these Disney Plus series that are headed our way, either Star Wars or, or Marvel, that are already in the can and, and we're able to see it. I was listening to a podcast talking about Netflix and how their earnings are up for uh, quarter one and quarter two worldwide. And they were saying, yeah, it's actually not going to go down anytime soon because all the content is actually pre-produced but eventually it's going to get to the point where we don't have con new content and all the streaming services are like that not just netflix so we're still within a, a bound six nine months where we're going to have new content agents of shield season seven was actually uh filmed over a year ago and it's all been ready to go for like a year so just grateful we've got that to look forward to right yeah me too all right michelle I think it's time to get this one out. Why don't we, this week, be escorted by Misty into the car on the way out, and that it's not a request? No, it is not. I want to thank our audience for watching, for listening to this show, and staying with us as we Go through Iron Fist on our way to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, and after that, we will complete all the Netflix series. So it's a great time to be a Marvel fan just because there's so much of it out there, and you can go back and redo it. Matter of fact, I was thinking about doing a rewatch of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before uh, the season came out. I'm not sure I'll be able to, to get that in there, but I've been looking forward to that. And I want to say thank you very much to Chris, who tried to be on this podcast this week. We'll try to work through the technical issues and have him on. Next week, don't forget, if you want to be on the show, please send me a note and we will try to schedule a date in the future for you. Yes, thank you to everyone who is still listening. I hope we are bringing uh, at least a few laughs to your day or making you like just sort of forget what's going on just for a few moments. Yeah, so just thank you for interacting with us. 
being with us for as long as you have been. All right, Michelle, I think it's time to get on out of here today. Until next time, I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Maintain your social distancing. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear a mask. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Finally able to fix my lawnmower. The part finally came, and when it came, discovered why it took so long to get to me. The envelope had a big, huge gouge in it. It was one of those white padded envelopes that you kind of get from Amazon or yeah anywhere else. But this was a private seller. Actually, it was through Amazon, but it was a private seller. The gouge was right through the middle of my address and the tracking barcode underneath. Oh, gosh. So while you could still determine where it was supposed to go and everything, the automatic scanners, the optical scanners couldn't go ahead and figure out what was going on. So, yeah. Is the rest of your week okay? Yeah, pretty much. Have you got the car done? I haven't started the engine again this year. I was waiting for it to get at least 50 degrees and then this all crap happened. And honestly, it's been teetering on 50 around here for the last couple of months. And it was just in the past week that it's a hard 50. So I'm like, okay, I can be out there without getting sick myself, giving myself a cold or something. And then inevitably like, oh my gosh, what do I have sort of thing. So yeah, I will be starting that this week once I get all the editing caught up and I've got the 329 video done and uploaded. I just haven't published it yet. And I'm in the process of doing the final audio edit. So that will go out tonight. And hopefully this will go out on Wednesday, but who knows? Oh, wow. Uh, So I'll be able to get that done and then focus on other things. There are, there's other household things going on. First of all, I had the, uh, mowers the lawnmower stuff going on and then i've got stuff to fix in the condo also the window that's right behind me is leaking so i had a window guy out thinking uh, just change out the window and it's fine turns out it's some sort of siding roofing flashing issue so i had to call oh, a, a roofing company and I haven't gotten the quote yet but yeah it's leaking matter of fact the, you can't see it but the drywall's damaged enough that I'll have to redo the drywall, and I don't know about the insulation behind there either. So that'll be a wait and see. Yay! And uh, I might have to move out of the out of here for 
uh, until it's fixed once I start getting into the wall. So I don't know when that's going to be. And then when I do that, we'll probably end up putting new carpeting down too, since I'm not going to move this desk out twice. Or if I do, I'll make sure it's on coasters so it's a lot easier to move. Because it's this thing, it took us six of us to get this desk. And I know you can't see it. I'm looking at it. You can't see it. It's a really heavy desk from the 1950s. It's hardwood, oh. cherry, and it's and it's a presidential style desk. It's deep and it's huge. It's not meant for electronics whatsoever, but it's just a huge, heavy, cherry, wood, solid desk. And it's just bear if it had not been for this desk being here in this credenza behind me made out of the same wood that's easier to move but if it wasn't for this probably would have already done carpet it's just so so heavy that i'll actually have to get a jack underneath it to lift it up so i can wedge some furniture dollies underneath it in order to move it oh god Wow. Because that's how we got it in here. We It took six of us to get up through the uh, front door. And that was back when I was lifting heavily. I was a lot more in shape than I am now. And my legs, and I was doing legs back then, my legs failed as I was pushing it. Fortunately, I didn't hurt my back, but my legs failed as I was pushing it up the three steps to, to lift it mm. up. And, uh, we had to rest several times and just move it an inch or so at the time without scratching it to get it into the house. So, yeah, that's a big deal here. But, yeah, the window, the, um, the front door also needs to be redone. That's an easier, but separate issue. And then the condo, what we have to do is we have to move the furnace. It's a long story. Furnace is, is brand new last year. But we need to move it, I want to say nine inches. But in order to move it nine inches, we need to uh, move a wall that nine inches. It's uh, The furnace is actually inside a wall. And it's in between the hallway and the bedroom closet. So what we have to do is we have to move the bedroom closet wall back about nine inches. And then have the HVAC people come and remove the brand new thing that they installed last year and then create new doors and stuff like that for access on it on the front and the back why do you have to move it it is protruding out into the hallway nine inches and it wouldn't be too bad except for it's got all the like the utility pipes around it like the uh, the water drain because it's a combination well it's a heat pump so it's an air conditioner and furnace just pain in the rear end but i have to move if we ever want to sell it i I gotta move it and we are planning on selling it and that's kind of holding up everything else because if we got to move the closet i don't want to do new flooring in that room or new closet doors or anything until i get the closet resized so it's everything's depending on this one linchpin right now before we can move off into some smaller projects we did the bathroom when my mother-in-law fell Two years ago, a little bit more than two years ago, that was like a $5,000 thing where we got rid of the bathtub and put in a walk-in big shower to it with a mm-hmm. low lip so she could get over it without tripping. Because little did we know, she hadn't 
really showered her whole body in like two years before that because she wouldn't want to lift her leg over the side of the tub to get in the tub. So she was just having her hair washed in the kitchen sink. So even the bathroom sink wasn't being used. And that actually led to complications. The bathroom sink, she refused to unclog it. She knew how to unclog it at that time. She just refused to do it. So it was clogged and then she didn't use it. So they had, um, I think they're called sink flies, I want to say, or sewer flies. Oh, God, yes. So I was able to to get rid of them by taking out the, the whole cabinet. So the whole vanity was gone. And then I had to clean out the pipe. But there is not an insecticide around that's going to kill that. So I cleaned it all out, hoping that I would have taken care of wherever it was laying the eggs and stuff like that. Turns out I did. But that was an issue. So... That was before she had somebody coming over three times a week from the local elderly council and before my uh, daughter moved in there with her boyfriend. So now there's somebody there using the place all the time and somebody there for her to make sure she gets a shower every day. And the days that my daughter can't do it, my um, wife goes over there. So yeah, a lot of home improvement stuff which is taking precedence over the, the engine, which does need to get done. Yeah. At least for the engine, it's a redo. But that's another thing that needs to get done. So I'll be able to work on that. But it's at home. Just a pain because I got to start from the very beginning. There's these pins, literally metal dowel pins, that go into the engine to set it, all the components together. And I had to destroy a fair amount of them in order to get them out before I bought the right tool to get them all out. So now I have to rebuy all these stupid little pins that are somewhere between 5 and $10 a piece. <laughs> but I don't know which ones I need, everything. So I just got to get out there, take stock of what I have, and clean out the block one last time and start the build. But getting parts is going to take a while. I'm going to have to order them from the Toyota dealership. Because it's the easiest and cheapest, believe it or not, for a lot of these parts. Home ownership. Yeah, and car ownership. Yeah. Yeah. I rent. Yeah. The disadvantage with renting, renting is good. I used to rent too. The disadvantage with rent is over time, you're paying more and more and more for rent. Like if you were to rent from when you were 20 until you were 80, that same, if you rented the same size place, it would start off at. A hundred, two hundred dollars, whatever a month, and then by the time that you weren't renting anymore, it'd be like I don't know, three thousand dollars a month. Whereas home ownership, you're paying the taxes, which are going up, and you're paying the maintenance, which eventually goes up over time. But at least the value of the house itself stays the same. So there is some economic advantage, but it yeah. It is, you got, you got a budget between three and 5% of the value of the property every year for improvements. And a lot of people don't do that. Yep. There he is. Mr. Chris. Hello. Hey, how is everybody else doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. And I'm glad that my new monitor setup has not messed with the microphone setup. I am as well. Steven just put out a neat video over... Sound 
attenuation using an NVIDIA graphics card. Interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, somebody mentioned it in the in the Discord, and Steven just took it and ran with it. But I haven't heard it being talked about in podcasting circles yet. But even with a condenser microphone, it does a world of good. But it does make you sound like you're underwater if you apply too much. I mean, depending on your content, that might not be a problem. Right. So, Chris, you know Michelle? I do. We I, She was on the episode that I was on last time when I tried to jump myself straight to agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Michelle, you know Chris. Yes. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Yep. Okay. Chris, I'm going. give me positive confirmation that you are indeed recording. I am recording. Okay. So with that, here we go. This time on episode 330 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Iron Fist Season 2, Episode 3, This Deadly Secret, and Season 2, Episode 4, Target Iron Fist, and Weekly Marvel News. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Michelle. Chris, you still with us? Michelle, you still with us? I'm still here. Chris? Message him. Sorry, folks. He locked up. Chris, if you can hear me, why don't you try getting out and coming back in? You can do that with StreamYard. Let's close it down and then click on the link and come back in. I will text him now. Unfortunately, I can't text and talk at the same time. It is a limitation on my part as a producer. I can't do two things at once. Can you do two, Can you text and talk at the same time? Um, it depends on what I'm texting and who I'm texting. Like if it's something serious, then of course not. But if it's just like, how are you or turn down the TV or something like that, I can. Yeah. Yeah. La, 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 la. Yep. Okay. Chris, I'm going. Give me positive confirmation that you are indeed recording. I am recording. Okay. So with that, here we go. This time on episode 330 of Legends of Shield, we discuss Iron Fist season two, episode three, This Deadly Secret, and season two, episode four, Target Iron Fist, and weekly Marvel News. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Michelle. Chris, you still with us? Michelle, you still with us? I'm still here. Chris? Message him. Sorry, folks. He locked up. Chris, if you can hear me, why don't you try getting out and coming back in? You can do that with StreamYard. Close it down and then click on the link and come back in. I will text him now. Unfortunately, I can't text and talk at the same time. It is a limitation on my part as a producer. I can't do two things at once. Can you do two, Can you text and talk at the same time? Um, it depends on what I'm texting and who I'm texting. Like if it's something serious, then of course not. 
But if it's just like, how are you or turn down the TV or something like that, I can. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chris is in the waiting room. We'll bring him in. Chris, can you hear me? Chris, can you hear me? I can hear you, but I cannot see anything yet. Wow. Are you having uh, rig difficulties there? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Now I can actually see everybody. I think you're delayed. All of your beautiful, beautiful faces. You know what? I think I would be delayed too. That makes sense, but I have no idea why. Do you want to reboot your computer and try it again? Let's try that. Okay. Hopefully it goes fast. Michelle and I will dance for a little bit. Literally, we'll dance. (laughs) The virtual dance. And wait for it. I will be sad that I'm missing that. Yes. (laughs) So, Michelle, what have you been watching over the past week? I've been watching a lot of streaming, like on Twitch and such, just to um, watch something different. There's some other streamers that I've been watching, and that's been kind of fun. Not a lot of television too much some anime like i watched two seasons of psychopaths i've of course been watching clone wars i'm thinking about waiting until the finale comes out on the fourth to i think maybe rewatch everything because it's really flowing like almost like one big story so i can just like rewatch. but i did watch the episode with the lightsaber fight between ashoka and uh darth maul and it was epic. It was very epic. I can't wait to see it. Of course, I'm still on season one. I haven't progressed past episode five yet, but I am looking forward to getting into the Clone Wars. I did finish everything on my DVR in the workout room, so now I am starting on a lot of the VHS tapes that I have down there, watching it one last time before I get rid of them, and I am getting rid of them. There's, there's no reason to keep them anymore, and I have watched an episode from season three of Battlestar Galactica. And I have watched an episode of Dogfights, which was a history channel thing about airplanes and dogfights in combat. This particular one was about the Israeli dogfights that they had in their two wars recently. I say recently, it was in the 60s and 70s, but it was the last time that they had aerial combat. And I also was watching some, believe it or not, HDTV mission organization episodes that I had recorded. (laughs) I guess I was big into that at one point. And uh, it's interesting to watch a lot of that because some of the furniture styles and decorating styles have radically changed since I recorded those episodes. I have no idea when I recorded those episodes could have been 20 years ago. So I am watching those and getting rid of those and I'm watching them because it's intermixed with other stuff on the tape and just watching the tape one last time. Battlestar Galactica, I already have all the DVDs, so there's no need in keeping the VHS tapes anymore. And for the series, and dogfights too, by the way, and for the series that I run into that I'm watching that I want to keep and then don't have a DVD, I'm just going to buy the the streaming version off of Amazon Prime or off of Vudu or something like that, just buy the season so I can get rid of the physical media, especially since the quality is really really bad on those vhs tapes if you want to watch those vhs tapes on a a large like 40 to 60 inch tv 
Yeah, ouch. Don't. It's bad. Don't. Not only are they not perfect 10 or uh, 540 representations of what's coming in, but they are only 540 representations, 540p or whatever, 320, I guess, in some cases. And then it's degraded further because the tape is not a perfect representation of the actual broadcast. So, yeah, that's ugh, it's getting pretty bad. I'm also going through some episodes of Nova that I've been recording just because I don't want to get the science channel mm-hmm. and it's an extra, I don't know how much on my cable package. So I'm like, okay, well I'll just watch Nova on PBS. So that's going pretty good. And I said, I was going to get into uh, the cosmos series, but I have not been able to get to those yet because I've got everything else. So that's what I've been scrubbing off and scratching off my stuff. Have you watched the fourth season of The Expanse? Nope. And that I want to watch on the big TV. I want to watch it 4K on the big TV. So I'll wait until I get Nova and the Cosmos watched first off the big TV. Nova, just to get it off the DVR. There's some through the wormhole from years ago from the Science Channel with Morgan Freeman on there as well. I'm watching those like there's a gravity one that I was in the middle of the other day. I'm going to end get through the wormhole off the TV, get all the Nova off the TV, and then I will watch the rest of Cosmos. And then I will start watching The Expanse and Clone Wars. Yeah, see, I binged the two seasons of Killing Eve. Hmm. Third season's just started, but I have to, I haven't, I need to, I haven't streamed it yet. So I haven't. I haven't watched that yet, but I know there's like, what, three, four episodes in? It's an interesting show. An interesting show. It was originally a BBC show, right? It is a BBC show. How are you streaming it? Well, the episodes were on Hulu, and then I have to, in order to find them online, I'm going to have to, I think the BBC. There is a BBC streaming. Yeah. 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 Costs money, I guess. I haven't looked into it. I know the Doctor Who people are into it on uh, Gallifrey Public Radio on the Guinea Geek Network, but I haven't ever used it. If I can't stream it, then I'll just wait till it comes on Hulu. Like, whatever. (laughs) Oh, and of course, Picard and season two of Discovery, which made me cry. I did not know season two of Discovery was going to make me cry. My apologies on that. Uh, I actually didn't know. It did not make me cry, but I could see it. I could see it. I won't give anything away for those that have not watched it. I picked it up because it was a gift. G-I-F-T was the coupon code on CBS All Access, and I got a free month. So I got through Discovery, both seasons, and Picard. Picard was the first thing that I watched, and Discovery was going to be a and just a neat extra after that. And yeah, I got through it. And waiting for season three, I guess. I'll have to see when I actually want to watch that because I don't, that'll be a tough one because I don't really want to spend $9.99 on it. But if there's a lull and stuff that I'm watching, definitely. So we were both on Starling Tribune and we were both watching most of the CW shows. I've continued to watch a few of them as they've been coming on the flash, the legends of tomorrow. And I caught an episode of bat 
girl or Batwoman, excuse me. And it's just a different, different level of TV. And I expect more from my entertainment now. So I just, I don't think I'm going to get into it. But if you don't have money for cable or a streaming service, it's on the CW app free. So if you keep up with them as they're coming out, decent content for free. It's just not at the level that I want it to be. Yeah, I'm just disappointed in the writing of Legends this year, and I just can't watch it. And my mom, um, who has unfortunately been, her hours are, she's unemployed because of the whole thing. Um, she's been watching them, and I'll be like, well, how is it? And then she'll just give me that look of like, eh. <laughs> Again, it's it's just, I'm if I'm watching these other shows, like I'm watching Picard or shows that are, meant for streaming and that are written really really well i'm going to focus on those i'm not going to focus on content that's crap that was one of the reasons why behind my three seasons role on linear tv it was sci-fi channel nbc and fox that i was really getting upset with they all had great genre shows that we were interested it was just after two years or three years they would just cancel them and then move on to something else and like, no, I want more from my shows. I want five to seven seasons. I want really good writing and I want a decent fandom. And they weren't giving those to me. They were giving me grade C at best stuff, like timeless. That could have been so much better on NBC and just wasn't good at all. And the cancellation of alphas. And then you take a look at the CW shows. I think they've just extended themselves way too much. I think if, if they would have narrowed it in just to one or two shows maybe maybe tops three then the talent pool would have been there in order to carry them through they just got too extended and they weren't able to control all the storylines together and just not exactly the best there's a couple of them that i just want to see where they go this year and then i might pop in at the at the crossover if they have another crossover this next year which i think they are I think they're scheduled for one. I just I heard it's gonna be smaller, I think. Oh, I just realized you have a Nelson and Murdoch mug. Yep. Our VA from Starling Tribune got that for me. Does it say attorneys at law, avocados at law? No, it's an official Marvel one, so it does say attorneys at law. Oh man. I know. I I, I would much rather have one that says avocados in law. At law, yeah. Or in law. Oh, at law. Yeah. At law. Yeah, I would too. Avocados at law. That's at this point though, in the Marvel Netflix universe that we're at, Murdoch is dead. Yeah. I use it for all our Netflix shows that we do. Makes sense. It's like I use certain bumps for the Netflix shows and All right, Chris, you there, buddy? Oh boy, let me switch this to the sound of the stream sound i think your computer is having problems with the video it's not it's it's very stuttery and it's definitely delayed yeah i mean that wasn't so much a delay as me trying to see if there was anything else that you were saying right there is the video delayed back to you or is the audio also delayed the audio seems to be lined up with what you like when i see your mouth moving i hear noise yeah, but I'm more concerned that it's taking a couple of seconds to get to you and then you're coming back 
to us a couple seconds afterwards, so it's going to make conversation difficult. Right, right. Let's see what randomly happens if I put the video over on this different monitor that has a different cable. Might be part of the issue, but I think the issue is your computer sending out video, not necessarily to the monitor. Hmm. I can see where that would be a problem. All right, well, we'll just test go through this this uh, first thing, and we'll see when your audio actually pops up. And if it's too delayed, I think we're going to have to delay you to come back on another week. That is perfectly fine. That's what has to happen. Okay, so here we go. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm Consultant Chris. Hmm. Did you start talking like right after you heard Michelle? It was pretty close. There is like, I'd say a second, second and a half delay in there. Oh, that sucks. I don't know what else we can try. So in the settings, when you go to camera, it gives you a resolution, right? Yeah, I'm going to knock that all the way down and see what happens. Yeah. So it seems to look better on my end. Yeah, you're also coming in a little clearer. Okay, so we'll try this again. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm Consultant Chris. So, Chris, I'm going to say your name. I'm going to say Chris, and then you're going to say hi as soon as you hear it, okay? Okay. Chris. Hi. Still about a second delay. Wouldn't you say, Michelle? Yeah. I'm worried about overtalk. I'm worried about it getting worse throughout the session. Do you have any other processes that are running in the background? Maybe some backup, some uploading things are running in the background? I mean, the only thing I can think of that which I never think about closing before I do any recording online and has not caused a problem yet. Yeah, the two biggest offenders I have is Dropbox which I think it automatically goes back and forth quite some time. And I also have Backblaze going, but I I shut that down to only upload overnight. So it is not going when we record anymore. Well, I'm definitely going to shut that down now because I've been working on that gets uploaded right there anyway what are you shutting down dropbox yeah that'll help it won't be the only thing though is your pc due for a update it is probably um Here's the weird thing. I'm going to try something really dumb that will probably work, but it shouldn't break my. I think it might have just broke. Okay, so what kind of delay do you think you're getting now? 
Well, I'll say your name and then speak up as soon as you hear it to and say hi, okay? Okay. Chris. Hi. It's about a five-second delay. What? And now I can't even hear you. You're, there's obviously some connection issue. I don't know if it's your internet or if it's something going on with your computer. Honestly, I, I don't know. The internet seems to have been going fine all day. If y'all want to do without me and have me not hold you up, that's perfectly fine. I'm trying to see if there's a way that we can shut your camera. Yeah, Chris, I would like to get this recording underneath our belt tonight. Oh, did you shut? You still there, Chris? Yes, I have a button on my end. Start and stop the camera. Okay, I'm going to say your name and then say hi as soon as you hear it, okay? All right. Chris. Hi. A six-second delay. Oh, how does this keep getting worse? I don't know. Tell you what, we can work on it throughout the week. We can try it, and then we can have you on again next week. How about that? That will work for old job. Okay. I'll uh, text you on a time that we can try it and then go from there. Okay? All right. Okay. See you. All right. Have a good show. Yep. Bye. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2020.